Okay, y'all, I'm sorry. I had to take a minute. But, um, whew. Okay, so my mom looked at me and she asked, was I raped or forced to have sex as to why I got pregnant? And I'm looking at her like, no. Because I hadn't. Like, I hadn't. I, I, I did it willingly. I I, I did it willingly. I, I hadn't. Um, and at that moment in my life, I had blocked what had happened to me as a younger child. So I, I, I was looking at her like, no, like, no. And she was like, are you sure? And I'm looking at her like I am confused at this point. And I'm like, yeah. And she was like. Because how I conceived you, I was raped. And at that moment, I realized I was a child of rape. And at that moment, I also realized where all the animosity and the somewhat hatred I felt from my mom towards me came from. I was a product of her rape. And um, whew, okay, um, So, um, that was kind of hard to take in at 16 and being pregnant with your first child, knowing that you're a product of rape and that, and my mom says, I never want, when I found out I was pregnant with you, I didn't want you. But this family doesn't get rid of, doesn't get rid of babies. And we don't give away babies. If God gives them to us, we take care of them. That's why I kept you. I kept you because God gave you to me. I didn't keep you because I wanted to. I kept you because I had to. And my dad was like, why would you tell her that? And she was like, she needs to know. And she was like, what well, does she need to know tonight? And she said, yeah. So that was hard. You're 16. You're pregnant. You're already lost. You don't know what to expect. You know, for some reason, your entire life, your mom hasn't really cared for you. But you've done everything to make her proud, to make her happy, to make her want you. And you find out because you're a product of rape. 
That's why she has those feelings towards you. So, I had to not only take in being a teenage mom, but also now knowing I'm a product of rape. So, okay. Moving forward, as I've said in an earlier podcast, that night my mom quit talking to me. She didn't talk to me again until my daughter was like a month old. I went through my entire pregnancy. I did go to doctor's appointments, but she only knew about doctor's appointments because my dad would ask me or my brother. And I would say, yeah, I got to go to the doctor on this day at this time. All my appointments were after school. Um, She did go to my first ultrasound with me. <sighs> That's when they, you know, you first tell them you're pregnant or whatever. They don't, I know now, they wait till you're like 10 weeks pregnant. But back then, they, um, would, like as soon as you told them you were pregnant, they would get you in, do an ultrasound to see how far along you were, you know, schedule your first appointment, all that, and do your blood work. Um, my first ultrasound, they could not find, they saw the baby, but they did not see a heartbeat. So, and my mom was in there. And when we left, she said, I don't care what birth defect or what's wrong with this baby. You're going to carry it for nine months and you're going to push it out and you're going to take care of it no matter what's wrong with it. And at 16, you're not thinking something's going to be wrong with my baby, you know, because they couldn't find a heartbeat. So, of course, the doctor was like, it might be too early to detect a heartbeat. But... She basically was hoping, she literally told me on the way home, I hope your baby's dead so you can feel the pain of losing a child. Like, she was just saying some mean stuff to me. And come to find out, my baby was healthy. Health, you know, I, when I get pregnant, I have what they call a tilted uterus. My uterus tilts towards my spine and it's hard to detect the heartbeat when your uterus is tilted so that's why they couldn't find my daughter's heartbeat I've gone through the same thing with all these kids I know what's going on so but for her to wish death on my unborn child to wish you know that I have like a baby with birth defects (sighs) it was rough And then on top of her not talking to me, um, when I found out it was a girl, I I basically kept it to myself because my mama wasn't talking to me. I didn't tell her. I told my brother. I told, uh, of course, I told Brittany. You know, I told friends, you know, but as far as my mom, I didn't tell her until she was on the phone one day with someone and they was like, well, how far along is she? And 
Truth said she didn't know how far along the hoe was. Yeah, she called me a hoe. And they was like, well, what's she having? And she was like, I don't know. She just walk around here with this pooch in front of her. And um, when she got off the phone, she asked me how far along I was. I told her. She asked me if I knew what I was having. I said, yeah. She said, what? I say, a girl. She said, well, I hope she's not a hoe like you. Y'all, I wasn't a hoe. I had sex with a dude and got pregnant. I know I said I had men, and I had male friends. I did. I had those little, I had my little friends in every little zip code. I did, you know. I ain't going to say area code, but zip code. I had little friends in every zip code, but I wasn't sleeping with them. I wasn't messing with them. They was just flirtation, and we go out to eat or something like that. It wasn't nothing like what I was doing with him. And, you know, it was what it was. I wasn't a hoe, but I wasn't a hoe. So that's how it came to pass of me telling my mom I was going to be a teenage mom. I wasn't a dummy in school. I had A's and B's. I played sports. Um, I just wasn't a fast-ass girl running around having sex with any and everybody. I just wasn't. Um, throughout my pregnancy, I done got in a few fights because girls from Abbeville High are nosy bitches and got mad because they didn't know who my baby daddy was. And before my child was even born, my child had about seven, eight daddies. I had girls coming out the woodworks asking me, was they boyfriend my baby daddy? And it was like, no, my baby daddy don't even go to the school. Like, no, no, no. Like, who is telling y'all this? And when they told me, I'm like, what is your problem? They were like, well, don't nobody know who you baby? So you just going to give me a fucking baby daddy? Everybody know me, me, Brittany, Travis, Roscoe, Jason Pettigrew. We all hung out. And before it was said and done, Roscoe was my baby dad. And I'm looking at Roscoe. Roscoe looking at me. Roscoe is my godmother's nephew. That was like my cousin. Have you lost your ever-loving mind? No, that's my cousin. Like, that's nasty. My baby daddy was somebody they did not know from a school they did not know of. And they was pissed off about they didn't know who my baby daddy was. Just because y'all knew who everybody else's baby daddy was, didn't know you need to know mine. Was you going to buy some diapers? You going to buy some clothes? You going to help support her? You going to help me pump out this breast milk? No, then you don't need to know. It's on a need-to-know basis, and them bitches did not need to know. And that was the bottom line in a discussion. But fast forward, I was six months pregnant. I found out my baby daddy had somebody. Well, at the time, I was told she was seven months pregnant, but she was actually months pregnant our kids are 32 days apart so yeah my daughter was born about to be a big sister and when she was 32 days old she became a big sister to a little brother <laughs> it's not funny but you know when I asked the mother sucker did he have somebody else pregnant he's like 
I mean, maybe, maybe not. So I made the decision to maybe not talk to his ass no more. And that's how that relationship went. And when I went in labor with our daughter, I went in labor that night, that Friday night, and um, had her a minute after midnight. And he came the next day, sometime around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, to see her, that baby mama called my hospital room, Quetta Murray from McCormick, and said uh, if I let him in the room to see me or my baby, that she was going to come to the hospital and get my baby out the nursery and kill her. That was on November the 7th, 1998. That was 25 years ago. 25 years, two months ago. And to this day, I don't care if it takes me to I'm 80 or 180. When I see that bitch, I'm still going to beat her ass. I have tried to jump her ass I don't know how many times. Because what you're not going to do is threaten my child. And you get away with it. You're not getting away with that, Quota Murray. Don't care who listens to my podcast and knows that bitch. You are not getting away with it. Our kids are 25 years old. But guess what? You got a 25-year-old ass whooping coming your way. I don't care if these kids get to be 40 and 60. You still got that ass whooping coming your way for threatening my child. I'm going to whoop your ass. Fuck that nigga. You can have him. You sat up there and kept having kids with his ass. Fuck him. But you threatened my child saying you was going to kill my child? Okay, bitch. We going to see how your kids feel like being motherless. Because you tried to make me child. You threatened to make me childless. I'm going to see how your kids feel like being motherless. I don't give a fuck about your kids. I don't give a damn if they my daughter's brothers and sisters. She don't claim them. She claimed the kids that came out of my uterus, not yours. She don't even acknowledge them. So, yes, bitch, I don't care about your kids and if they motherless or whatever. I don't care if I'm 80 or 180. Your ass is mine. When I see you, I promise you that they stopped me when these kids were six years old and I swung that baseball bat at your ass. My cousins was able to stop that one. Bell was able to stop another one, but I guarantee ain't nobody going to always stop Shirley Ann because she coming. She coming. Shirley Ann, Larisha, Tita, Latoya, Rhonda, Saskatchewan. Him, we coming for you, girl. We coming. Please look over your shoulder for the rest of your life because I'm coming. I'm coming. When you least expect it, I'm coming. I'm sorry, y'all. I went on a rant and a tangent, but I'm going to beat that bitch ass. You ain't going to threaten my child. I don't give a damn, but you're not going to do it because I'm tired of paying bills, and I look kind of cute and orange, and I'm tired. But anyway, them little kids at the retarded place, then got on my nerves this week. I don't miss my rum and my wine three days this week. And I'm a borderline alcoholic now. And I need to find another job because I'm about to kill somebody. Anyway, sorry, y'all. I had to take a sip. I had to take a sip. So as a conclusion, we're going to... Have this week's inspirational moment. 
This week's inspirational moment is I kept my baby. Even though I was 17, even though I didn't know how I would do it, I kept my baby. Even when everyone told me kids shouldn't have kids or that I'd ruin my life, I kept my baby. And because I kept my baby, when we were told it's impossible, it wasn't. I knew it would take a lot of trust and big faith when I kept my baby. But when I did, this crazy thing happened. It didn't even ruin my life. Not in any way. I raised my baby. And I still chase my own dreams. So yes, I've done some things the hard way. And I've grew up faster than I had to. And I've struggled along the way. But when I look at my sweet baby, I'm so glad that I kept my baby. Whew, okay, I had to take another moment. So for our promotions this week, Reliable Maintenance in Augusta, Georgia. Reliable Maintenance can handle all your HVAC needs, whether it's central heating and cooling install or repair, thermostat install or repair. You can always rely on Reliable Maintenance. Please contact owner and operator James Wheeler at 267-403-5101. Reliable Maintenance is a company you can always rely on. SNH Catering LLC in Georgia in Greenwood, South Carolina. SNH Catering can provide all your catering needs for any occasion, weddings, birthdays or anniversary parties, family and class reunions, bridal or baby showers. SNH Catering can make all your food dreams come true. Please contact owner Sharon Parks at 864 450 8190 to plan your best menu. Lawless Cleaning Solutions in the Dallas Fort Worth area in Texas. Lawless Cleaning Solutions wants you to give them the opportunity to make life easier for you by choosing Lawless Cleaning Solutions. We pay attention to detail and get the job done with precision because we don't or won't miss a thing. Lawless Cleaning Solutions is dedicated to cleaning with excellence. Call 469-910-5059 to book your consultation. Again, guys, I want to thank you all for tuning in this week. Everyone, please remember to like, share, and follow my Real Life Random Thoughts podcast page on Facebook. It is a public page. Anyone can post their show ideas, ask questions, promote small minority-owned businesses, you can review my podcast on that page. I also have an Instagram page you can follow at Real Life Random Thoughts Podcast. You can also follow me on TikTok at Real Life Random Thoughts, or you can email me at Real Life Random Thoughts at gmail.com. Please remember whatever platform you listen to my podcast on, please hit that follow button. Thanks for listening. Remember, be good or be good at it.
Have a good one.